welcome to I See Star Wars, a podcast about vintage Star Wars action figures. I am your host, Michael Havens, creator of The Imperial Commissary. Come with me, I will be your guide as we journey through the incredible universe of vintage Star Wars collectibles. Today on IC Star Wars, my wonderful wife Andrea Havens is going to come on. She's going to talk about her collection, her collecting habits, Jawas, Leia's. Um, she'll also talk about the wonderful time we had up at Celebration in Chicago. Uh, she'll talk about her favorite parts of Celebration and what she really enjoyed. And she'll also talk about her focus. She collects Jawas and Leia's. Those are her favorite for the vintage Star Wars stuff. She also collects some modern stuff, so maybe we'll talk about that too. But it's a very exciting time at IC Star Wars. It's always nice to be able to share your Star Wars collecting habits with a loved one. <laughs> she is my enabler and uh, I love her for that. So Andrea will be on a bit later, but right now we're going to hop into the Ask Mike section of IC Star Wars, where I put up a post on the Imperial Commissary and you folks ask me questions about the IC, about ICCCon, about Star Wars, about my focuses, about anything. Uh, so we're going to hop right into that right after this. Hey, I'm find out which cell this princess of yours is in. Here it is. 2187. You go and get her. I'll hold him here. Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, hit a slight weapons malfunction, but, uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here, uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak. Very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Uh, boring conversation anyway. Luke, we're gonna have company! Well, Han Solo sure is good at ad-libbing. Let's see how I do. Uh, every time I do a podcast, I pop up an Ask Mike post. It says, ask me anything in the comments about me, about the IC, about ICCCon, Star Wars, anything. I'll do my best to answer on the next episode of IC Star Wars, off the cuff, on the airwaves. Uh, and also, I told you guys my special guest star will be my wife, Andrea Havens, today. So if you had any questions for her, I asked you to put those up, too. Cool thing about the Ask Mike post is I don't read any of these at all. So I guess we'll just hop right in there. Uh, so if there are any questions that come up for Andrea, I'm going to just cut and paste them while I'm recording, but I'm also going to not stop recording. So you guys know I'm just reading them off for the first time ever here. So let's get them started. Uh, we're going to go down here. First one up, Adam Reeves. Are you going to actually enjoy ICCC or just be running around like crazy? Um, <laughs> I did enjoy ICCCon last year. Uh, I did run around like crazy. Absolutely. The more volunteers, you know what? Everybody out there in Radio Land, go sign up. www.icnashville.com. There is a volunteer link. Come volunteer. Come, come uh, help out for the show. Come build the future of conventions. 
um, we're doing a good thing here and more and more people are helping. I have so many more people helping this year. It's crazy. There are so many departments. People have asked me questions and I'm like, oh, let me get back to you. I, I'll get right back to you. I just got to ask my guy because he, he's got this department or uh, you want to know something about volunteering. Let me ask my, my sister because she's running the volunteer thing or, oh, you want to volunteer for security. Let me ask Nat because he's the one running the security detail. So uh, all these different departments and even Philip and uh, Brenton, there's so many different to put chip. I even have a website guy. Do you want something fixed on the website? Guest star? Oh, yes. No problem at all, sir. I will get right with you and I will get with uh, Chip, who will take care of uh, whatever you want me to change on the website because I don't even do that anymore. So it's very, very cool. So I think this year I will get a chance or two to uh, sit down. Not even sit down. I, I, it would be nice to just walk around and get to hunt and see if anybody has any Boba Fetts. That's the one thing I was crushed about last year. Just to be honest, is uh, I, I loved everything about the convention, but I personally, my wife didn't either, but uh, we did not have time to actually hunt all the awesome Star Wars that was there. And there was so much vintage Star Wars. I mean, I, a, a lot of people out there, I'm going to start having on some uh, people who came to ICCC last year, and I'm going to have them give their recounts of what happened what happened during the con what they saw what the vintage was like because i it was insane i walked around that entire venue about 150,000 times and every single time there was something awesome to look at there were a million things around me to look at but i wasn't able to stop at any of them or even give hard looks because it was like i'm going from here to here to do this to do that to do that so it will be a lot easier this year. Every year it'll get easier. The more and more people get on board, the more people buy tickets, the more people volunteer, the more people come, the the more guest stars we'll have, the more vintage we'll have, the bigger the space we'll get, and we'll keep growing this forever. And we will make it the one place every single year that we will, we, we will be positive. It'll be there. Right in Nashville, every single year, nothing to worry about. And you know what? With all these people helping, maybe we'll take it on a traveling show some years down the road. So all you Australians out there, don't don't give up hope yet. <laughs> uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Ruciano actually answered him. He said, Adam, I'll answer this one. He'll enjoy running around like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> valid. <laughs> I will enjoy running around like crazy. Mark actually does all the AV stuff. I'm supposed to call Mark something specific, but since this is live, I forgot what it is. He runs... Ooh, let me think if I could think of it. I didn't write it down. But he runs all the audio and video and all the live streaming, all these promo videos. You see, everything you see that involves digital awesomeness, Mark is making it. So that's Mark right there. And he's even helping out on a thread, and he's answering questions for me, which is helpful. So thanks, Mark. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, next up, Robert McGregor. Highlights of a memorable childhood space battle featuring vintage figures. Highlights of a... I don't know what that means, Robert. Uh, highlights of a memorable, memorable childhood space battle featuring vintage figures. Um, I don't know. Do you mean just... Like some time when I remember playing with vintage figures back in the day when I was a kid. Uh, I remember they were always at my grandma's house. That was the one the one toy upstairs at my grandma's house was the uh, the Hoth playset, the uh, Probot playset, um, the one with the turret on it. And uh, a couple Tauntauns, uh, a Han Hoth, 
snowtrooper, a couple snowtroopers actually, like two of them, no skirts that I recall. Uh, Darth Vader, AT, AT driver. Um, what else? I don't know. Some other, some other random ones, but I remember those were up at my grandma's house and she also had one of those. It was that train. It's like a, it's like four different pieces. It's a little plastic train. It's white. Um, it had a little old school robot that went in and out of this kind of tinted window glass, uh, cart on the train. And, uh, you could press there were three buttons on the the roof of the the front of the train or the truck or whatever it was it was like a space space civilization vehicle you know and uh you could press those buttons and it would go forward or it would go forward into the right or forward into the back or forward and back and it was just a a little toy but there was that toy and there was the the star wars toys i mentioned and there was also my brother's falcon that was up there so there were lots of space battles um I really didn't recall any like that that I could I could remember as to exactly what happened in the exact battle. I do remember once I was pretty frustrated at Lando for what he pulled on Han Solo and the good guys. So I uh I did encase him in carbonite. It's actually a funny story. Way back in the day when I grew up, uh you were allowed to do things like uh I don't know, make candles out of wax. It was like a thing, you know, you make a little fire by, you know, the driveway and you put a tin can on it and you put wax in it, old wax from old candles and stuff like that. And you just dip in a string over and over 8 million times. And then you make, you know, you make a candle. That's the way candles are made. If you've never been out to, uh, I don't know, Sturbridge Village or something like that, check it out one day with the kids and learn how to make a candle. But anyway, I, uh, I was making candles one day. Don't know why, but just something to do. And uh, there wasn't much to do at Grandma's house. Like I said, those were the only toys. And uh, even the only thing in the the barn was a skateboard that was... It had to be from 1902. And the wheels were like... It was an ankle breaker, to say the least. (laughs) But uh, so you're sitting there, and I I guess I was making wax. And I I did the whole... uh, Oh, you know, Captain Solo in the Carbonite. No way, Lando. And he kind of like fought Lando and kicked him into the Carbonite, which was the tin can of wax. Obviously, it was already off the fire. It was already off the fire. And uh, the wonderful thing is, is I found that (laughs) in a Ziploc bag when I got my stuff back from my mom about six, seven years ago. uh, Once I finally had a house and shelves to put stuff on. Um, I got my stuff back from my mom and it was like the Falcon and it was those same uh hoth play sets and those same small little lot of figures in the falcon and uh i got them back for my mom and inside that tub was a one gallon plastic ziploc bag and inside that plastic ziploc bag was a blue hunk of wax and i didn't remember at the time what's that you know what is that so i i you know mess with it and it, it's falling apart a little so i keep messing with it messing with it boom there's a lando inside the wax and then it hit me like that that uh like the end of ratatouille for uh lack of a better description while i'm going on the fly here but uh when he eats the ratatouille and it and he goes flying back right to right to uh being a kid uh that's 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 what that did for me and it reminded me of it and yeah, there you go. There's a there's an exciting space battle that took a different turn when I was the one in control of the space battle. So good question, Robert McGregor, if that's what you were asking. If it wasn't, ask me again next time and I'll figure it out. Uh, next up, 
Eric Mazulik. No idea if these questions have been asked before. That's okay. Everybody always asks to swallow one, so if it's not that, you're doing all right. Uh, have been asked before, but number one, what's one new thing you're excited about for ICCC 2019? Uh me personally what i'm excited for i'm excited uh that there are so many more people helping me what should you guys be excited for uh off the top of my head 30 guest stars uh here's a brand spanking new spoiler alert uh i got ernie hudson of ghostbusters fame he will be coming down to icc con and uh he will be hanging out signing autographs whatnot but uh he's also coming up in a new ghostbusters movie so that i'm pretty excited about but um you should be excited about the guest stars you should be excited about the vip the vip let me tell you a little bit about the vip because it's not really up on the website yet we're not really hitting it hard with vip um but what vip gets you is it gets you meet and greets with all the guest stars you get to get your autographs signed on friday you get to get your photo ops done on friday uh for most of the guest stars not all the guest stars some guest stars decide not to stay in it's not they are not obligated but they get a uh, a fine dinner on me if they do come out but <laughs> no just kidding but uh they they're it's it's a really really good um sorry i lost a question here uh, it's what am i excited about I'm excited about volunteers. I'm excited about the folks that are helping. But um, but you should be excited about the VIP. It's a really wild time. You get a whole separate room. You get free food, free snacks, free drinks, free lunch on Saturday, catered, free early entry. You get a whole day early on Friday. You get to get your autograph signed, your pictures taken, all without anyone else but VIP. And uh, you get to early bird shop all the things. The vendors have to be there. The guests, well, most of the guests have to be there. Not all guests have to be there. If they get in and they're really tired from their flight, I'm not a uh, a person that's going to just force somebody to hurry up, get over there, because I'd rather them be happy. Um, and I, they, then they make you guys happy, and that makes me happy. <laughs> but uh, the VIP is the best deal going ever it's not really talked about on the uh, website yet we will get to that it's just uh it's not laid out exactly yet but ask people that took it last time last year it's a uh, wild time and the best deal at any convention in the world there i'll say that um i believe the vip package at icccon is the best deal at any convention on the planet uh so go check it out hopefully I think the end of the month is when it is. I don't know. As I said before, I got a website guy now. So I don't even... <laughs> I got that schedule somewhere, though. But uh, I believe by the end of the month, uh, all the VIP information should be up and updated and out. And then uh, you'll start seeing me talk about buy VIP tickets here and there. Uh, next up. Oh, he has a two-part question. Next up, uh, number two. What is the one thing you wish you would have done different at ICCC 2018? And I see right below it, somebody else wrote, Jeff Wright, my, my guess is Shatner, Mike. Um, Shatner being the answer to which the question. <laughs> uh, all right. William Shatner was a consummate professional. He was a great guest star. The problem is, is my connection to the Star Trek world is about the same as the connection of, I don't even know, Tatooine to Camino. 
I mean, sort of, kind of, there's a connection a little, but not really. <laughs> I've never even truly seen an entire episode of Star Trek, the original series. It's not like I have that as a badge of honor. I've just never gotten around to it. I've seen parts and been like, eh, but it never really was for me. Uh, he He was great, though. The problem with uh, William Shatner, I mean, you put you put me on the spot and you say, oh, was it William Shatner? It wasn't really William Shatner. William Shatner was very, very expensive and nobody really came to see William Shatner. Um, people came, but it, I had him on like, I think it was 12 billboards. And people, some of the Star Wars actors that were signing autographs. I'm trying to carefully word this because I'm not trying to take anybody off. I think William Shatner is a great guy and I think he was a great guest star. Um, but some of the Star Wars actors sold more autographs. Um, so yes, that was a very expensive mistake. Um, was it a mistake? No. Here's why it wasn't a mistake. And this is what I say when people go, oh wow, Shatner, man, that, that probably hurt hard, man. That was, a, that was a mistake, huh? I say, no, it's not a mistake. And the reason why it wasn't a mistake is because way back in January of last year, some crazy guy that started up Facebook groups that 99% of you have never met in real life that has a whole bunch of Boba Fett, so he's obviously nuts, said... I'm going to throw a giant full-scale convention in Franklin, Tennessee. I'm going to put William Shatner at a table. He will be there signing autographs. He will do a panel. I will have a whole bunch of other guest stars. Now, I said all these fanciful, insane things. And some of you believed me. And some of you came. But whether you believed me or you didn't, on September 15th last year, when all was said and done, and ICCC went off, and people went straight to social media and told their friends about how amazing of a convention this is, how it is the future of conventions, how it is actually made by the fans, for the fans, with fans' considerations in mind. As soon as that happened, I went from being some crazy guy with a bunch of Boba Fett's to somebody who is really building something for our future as collectors, as a community of collectors. And everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. If you collect Voltron, if you collect Aliens, if you collect He-Man, if you collect MOTU, I don't care. Whatever you collect, come on out. Come on out to ICCC because it's an unbelievable time and it'll keep growing every single year. With all these new volunteers I have, with all the new people buying tickets, ticket sales are so much, they're going so much quicker than they were last year. It's great. The thing is, is we're getting there and it's going to be every single year. So you just watch. It's going to be better and better and better. So do I have regrets about last year? Sure. T-shirts. Don't buy t-shirts, Mike, because here's the thing. Some people are smalls, some people are mediums, some people are larges, some people are XLs, some people are 2XLs, some people are 3XLs, some people are 4XLs, some people are 5XLs, some people are 6XLs. And then some people uh, are kids and they have a whole slew of kid sizes. And if you try to buy 200 of each size so you can make sure everybody gets a t-shirt, you're going to end up with a ton of leftover t-shirts. And if you buy 400 of the ones you think that are going to sell more, you're going to end up with even more t-shirts. And you don't really realize how many 
2,000 t-shirts are until they're stacked in your garage. <laughs> so that might be one of my biggest regrets is uh, I bought way too many t-shirts, way too much merch. Uh, some of the things were very limited edition, which was cool, and that's what people dig. The stuff that wasn't limited edition, it... I have lots left, but I don't have lots left. We went up to Celebration. We gave away a bunch of that. Andrea and I will talk about that later, uh, but it, it was a good time. So next up, uh, what is the one thing you wish you'd done differently? That was it, brother. Uh, just T-shirts. I don't – I'm happy I got William Shatner. I mean, he was he was a bunch of money, but he was worth every penny. And it still doesn't change the fact that there is only a handful of people that could say, hey, I threw this convention one time and William Shatner was there. <laughs> uh, some people replied to that. Let me read. Uh, Jeff Wright, the thing he would do different, all the autographs on Mike's eBay were Star Wars. Fantastic rare U.S. signers this year. Can't wait. Well, you guys on Mikey Bay were Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> the autographs were Star Wars, and I ended up with Star Trek ones for sure. Uh, Jeff Wright, Timothy Zahn, and Daniel Logan are, are awesome gets, not to mention all the cool actors who played minor characters in the OT. Eric, these are just two guys talking on the thread, I, I guess. That's where I, I'm at a lot of mass folks who don't cross pond often. Sean Crawford, Alan Flying, Peter Roy, Paul Markham. Got Daniel Logan when I was a kid at Motor City Comic Con many years ago. Oh, yeah, they are just having a conversation. We're going to move on to the next question there. But, uh, yeah, see you in September. Uh, Mitchell Whaley. Who were your three, five go-to figures that always got played with as a kid? Um, he explains. Which three figs did you always want growing up yet never managed to get as a kid? Which figs did you not own as a kid, but simply because he simply never wanted them? Um, all right. I think what you're saying is pick three to five go-to figures that you always played with as a kid. Um, all right. Those three to five figures that I always played with as a kid. Darth Vader, Snowtrooper, AT-AT, Driver, um, Snowtrooper. <laughs> there was always more than one Snowtrooper. And I guess uh, Lando, Han Hoth. Um, pretty much the Hoth guys. Uh, those would be my five go-to figures, I would say. Uh, R2, I don't even recall having an R2 when I was little, little. I remember the Hoth figures and the bad guys. That's why I like the bad guys. <clears throat> um, which three figures did you always want growing up yet never managed to get as a kid? Uh, three? I'm not sure if there's three. Let me think. Yeah, all right. Um, first and foremost was the Yak Face. Uh, the Yak Face was this place. My mother threw mine away in Torrington, Connecticut. I've talked about it before, but he had a Yak Face up in the corner, and I think it was $100 at the time. But that was way back in the day where you would, like, mow a lawn for 10 bucks, and uh, a movie would cost, like, $4 or whatever it was. I don't really recall. But what I'm saying is $100 was, like, a long, long road for a, uh, you know, 10-year-old. Or no, I guess 12. How old was I? 12, 13? Uh, but yeah, it, it never happened, so I never got it. Uh, also, Boba Fett, I always wanted. Never found a Boba Fett just laying around. Uh, never had a Boba Fett till I grew up. Till I got all grown up. But uh, So I would say those two definitely. 
uh, the third fig I never got when I was a kid, but wanted, you know what I always wanted? Well, I guess rocket firing Boba Fett. Cause that was really cool. And it was like this legend to tell you the truth. When I was little, it was one of those things where we used to go back and forth and be like, no, that doesn't exist. Oh, it does exist. No way. It doesn't exist. Oh, I saw this picture once that it does. Oh no, it does. You know, cause nobody knew. It's not like the internet where you could just be like, Hey, do you know? And you know, there's, plenty of information to be found uh it's it's hard to get still but uh and i don't have one still so i haven't checked that box off yet but maybe one day um next which figs did you not own as a kid because he's you simply never wanted them um i was never super big on the scary guys uh i had like bib fortuna uh clatu um what other like uh, prune face, squid head, those guys really never did it for me. I liked like uh, Greedos and Bobas and not even really like Luke Skywalker's. I never really really dug Luke Skywalker's. I liked uh, Lando when he's wearing the skiff guard outfit i think that's a great figure i liked leia bespin um and i used to swap out that bespin helmet on like all different figures uh so those i would say were my favorite um oh also luke stormtrooper i never had when i was a kid and i always thought he was the coolest and my friend mark had one so i was always like oh that's so cool and uh that's the one that my my wife bought me which started me down this this snowball turning into a avalanche uh <laughs> path i i'm currently on in vin involving vintage star wars uh when my wife bought me that luke stormtrooper uh so those are oh and then uh your third part of your question mitchell uh which figs did you not own as a kid because you simply never wanted them that would be yeah the scary guys from java's sail barge but now that i'm older i really like them in dioramas and i like the characters in the movie a lot more uh maybe they were a bit scary for me when I was little. I don't know. You would think Darth Vader would be scarier. I'm really not sure, though. But I was never super-duper big on him. Jeff Wright, what is the scare square acreage of your toy room? <laughs> it's really not that big. All right, well, this room where I'm recording this right now, this is like my office. And I have one, two, three, four monitors, a giant super-fast printer, whole bunch of cardboard boxes, all the stuff that is required to ship, and also all the stuff that is required for my regular jobs. My regular jobs involving art and uh, also the trucking company. Um, I'm able to run all these things simultaneously because I have this whole bunch of monitors up here. In this room, though, I also have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six shelves, one, two, three, three of the... Uh, Black bins with the yellow tops that you can buy for like eight bucks anywhere. I think they're great bins, by the way. I got mine at Tractor Supply. Uh, they're like the Rubbermaid tubs. But, uh, and those are all just filled with Star Wars stuff. And then what I do is when I get time, I grab out some Star Wars stuff. I take a picture of it. I say I'm going to do XYZ sale. And then I get rid of the stuff that I don't really collect. And that builds my coffers to go get the stuff I do collect. Um, so... That's that's what I do with this little room. But then I have my collection room. And now my collection room, my wife shares the collection room. And she has a section. She has, uh, I think it's like eight shelves and uh, half of the tower, the spinny tower. Because um, I took more of the space over to the left. But anyway, it's, uh, I'd say it's only, shoot, man. I, I, it's not that big. I'd say 1,500 square. No, maybe, yeah, maybe like. Maybe like a thousand, twelve hundred, 
square foot um, over there. And uh, but the thing is, it's not like normal collections where everybody has it all beautiful and it's like here's the perfect glass shelves and it's so perfect and beautiful. I'm not that guy. I'm never. I've never been good at perfect. <laughs> it looks like a Bennigan's. Do you know Bennigan's? It's this restaurant. I don't know if they still have them. They may still have Bennigan's. I'm sorry to the people at Bennigan's. If you do have them, I'll go to one. They're cool. Um, go check out a Bennigan's. But, but at a Bennigan's, the walls are completely covered in stuff. That's the way my whole house is pretty much. Um, like my office room that I'm sitting in right now recording this, I have... Here, I'm going to do a quick count of just the stickers on the one wall to my left and this wall is no more than two foot wide and five feet high that's one two three four five six, six twenty two stickers on this wall and it's not even like a sticker wall there's also four baseball card autographs uh five baseball card autographs a pair of fuzzy dice and a collect all 96 checklist and nine Wade Boggs baseball cards and a keychain with a whole bunch of keys on it for stuff I don't own anymore <laughs> and a surfboard uh it's uh, <coughs> excuse me and I need a sip of water because I've I haven't stopped this thing I've just been going and going and going so I, I ran out of ran out of speed there but um that's the way I like to collect. I like to put it every single nook and cranny. So all these things, I mean, if you think that whole boba shelf, all those bobas that I have, well, not all the carded ones because those are, well, still, all those loose bobas I have, the many hundreds or whatever, I don't count. But uh, all those bobas, they literally take up about a four foot by four foot square. That's it. Um, so what I do is I like to stack and pile and tighten and it's all very uniform and in a row and nice, but, uh, it's not like some of these unbelievably beautiful collections that I see that are just so amazing. Um, my, mine is nothing like that. It's, it's like a Bennigan's. That's the best way I could describe it. It's, uh, an eclectic mix of everything. And I go all over the place. I mean, I'm more than willing to have a vinyl cape Jawa standing right next to a custom. Whatever. I'm all over the place. It's more about the feel of the room and just hanging out. And it's the kind of place where you could sit and just look around and you find so much cool stuff. Um, you're just always looking and you're always finding something new. And that's what I like about it. Because it's like you're hunting. Um, even if it's your own room. Because you have so much... So it's really cool. That's, yeah, it, that's the size of my toy room. Richard Trosclair, what was you and Andrea's favorite TV show growing up? I don't know what Andrea's favorite TV show is, but I will add that question. Like I said before, I'm going to cut and paste your question, Richard, over into this doc I opened up so Andrea can answer it um, when she comes on the podcast and we record her section a little bit later. And uh, But I will answer it now. My favorite TV show growing up. I don't know. I loved Airwolf. I liked Bonanza, um, but that wasn't really my age. Uh, I loved Magnum P.I. Uh, that was before me, too. But reruns, you know? Murder, She Wrote was really great. Um, what other TV shows? Gummy Bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> For sure, the gummy bears, DuckTales. Um, I liked the gargoyles. I liked, uh, what else? Oh, goodness. I don't know. So many different shows. Um, but uh, those were definitely my favorites growing up. What was my absolute, absolute favorite? Um, 
Huh. You know what? Masterpiece Theater. I remember our whole family watching Masterpiece Theater. And there was a guy in the chair and he'd be like, on this episode of Masterpiece Theater. And it was really, really cool. I really like that. Whatever happened to Masterpiece Theater? Is that, the, uh, is that still a thing? I will have to Google after I finish answering your questions, guys. Um, next up, Dave O'Brien. Andrea, what do you think of the new Retro Leia? Well, all right. He doesn't care what I think of anything. Thanks, Dave. I'm just kidding. Dave's a nice guy. But I will cut and paste that question over here for when Andrea is on the podcast. All right. Next up, Mike Mikhail J. Michael Havens, how did you get started in your solo business outside of Star Wars, trucking and art? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, it says ask me anything personal. Sure, why not? My trucking company. My trucking company. If you want to go look, check it out. It's www.interstar.com. Two R's at the end like railroad. Uh, the reason why, it is a containerized freight trucking company. We move containerized freight out of New York and New Jersey. We drive it long haul. We bring it into the United States. Many of the things you use every day. Um, well, we also do Learjet fuselages, and you probably don't use those every day. I certainly don't. But uh, it would be nice, though, wouldn't it? Uh, but no, you know those little puff pastries in your grocer's freezer? There is a little puff pastry. It's a... Uh, made out of a dough and it's in the freezer and they're in the white tubs um the white plastic tubs and they're the little dough and the, you put the cream in the dough and it, you fill up the dough and uh it's it's all frozen and you just open them up a, like a half an hour before you want to serve them at a dinner party or whatever and uh, i the company that makes them is called poppies but anyway that's that's one of the things i bring in all those uh they come into new york and giant container loads full of these things where they're all frozen and then they go out to a place in illinois um and they get taken out of that container and then they get distributed to all the different walmarts and targets and sam's clubs and blah 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 blah, blah, blah all over these wonderful united states uh but my job is uh Helping the steamship line, the big company that brings these boats over, filled with trillions of containers um, every year. They bring them over to New York and New Jersey and California and Texas and Florida and everywhere. Uh, everywhere where there's a port. And they bring them in. Uh, Seattle. Uh, but they bring them all in. And then they go into those ports and then they either go on to the railroad where they go on to the trains and they go all across the United States and they're distributed that way. Or if they're a necessity uh, for it to be moved quicker or if it needs to be safer than a train can provide because trains are clickety clack down the track, which is no good on a plasma TV. <laughs> um, so if it, if it needs a little bit more safe dedicated service they come to trucking companies and then a trucking company like our trucking company will go get a contract to deliver this container so we will go get a contract from the steamship line and we'll go pick up the container at the ports and this requires lots of years and tons of insurance and all these other different things but we go and we go down there to the port uh not me personally but a driver i'll dispatch a driver down to the port they'll go pick it up and they will uh bring it into the united states and it will eventually be distributed into your grocer's freezer uh, but that's what that one job is. The other job is art. Um, I love art. I think it's beautiful. I have no talent whatsoever when it comes to making art. Um, I do seem to have a little bit of a decent eye for art. 
and uh, I'm really, really into it, and I enjoy it. My brother is very, very intelligent, and he has a great eye for art as well, and it is nice to have something. My brother's a priest, um, Roman Catholic priest, and I'm very happy and proud, and he is uh, the smartest guy I know, but um, he, that comes along with a vow of poverty, so you're not allowed to have any money. Um, so what happens is we get to look for art together. And we get to search for art and find art. And then me being a realist, I have art galleries and sell art because there's only so much wall space. And to tell you the truth, some of these paintings are so beautiful that they definitely earn spots on my walls. But some Boba Fett's are really, really beautiful too. And they earn spots on my walls as well. So you can't keep it all. That's what the rules are. Or else you just keep getting a bigger and bigger house. And it's just my wife and I anyway, so that would be insane. Um... So, I got into the trucking because uh, I was working for Dell Computers down here in Nashville and I was about to leave um, Nashville and go back to Connecticut when my friend Ed said, hey, uh, there's this job offer, check it out. And I said, okay, fine, last one I'm going to do before I leave. And uh, I learned how to do trucking and uh, I, really, I really fell into it. And Eddie said, hey, why don't, we, why don't we figure out how to do it and get it right so we can make it more beneficial and so we can't just be cogs in the giant corporate wheel because <laughs> Dell computers uh I, I'm I'm currently speaking to you on a lot of Dell equipment so don't get me wrong I, I don't have an issue with Dell computers but they are a giant corporation and uh, if you've ever worked for a giant corporation it doesn't matter if you're there for five months or 50 years um, things can change overnight, and that's a scary way to live. So we wanted to start something for ourselves, so that's what we did is 16 years ago. We built from scratch Interstar Logistics, and uh, it has afforded me a very nice life, and I am very happy with my life, and uh, it's gotten me a lot of cool cool Boba Fetts, and it's also gotten me some really, really cool art. And... Uh, the only reason why I sell some art and I sell some Star Wars is just because, like, literally, I'm looking to my left, there's one, two, three, four, four blue bins, not to mention, I mean, that's not even talking about all this other stuff I told you about before on all this, all these shelves in here. I mean, and this is the stuff that it doesn't fit in my collection, it's not part of my collection. This is like how a museum has, like, a room downstairs where they keep all the artifacts that are cool but just don't fit in the display right you know what i mean you might have a the original batmobile at some museum but if you're doing an exhibit on king tut's tomb it's gonna look weird <laughs> so that's where all this stuff comes from same thing with the art but that's why it eventually has to move i don't know here just to throw it out Raphael coronel you can you can go Google him. Rafael Coronel is a very, very famous uh, artist from down Mexico way, and uh, he makes some beautiful paintings. They're not my particular cup of tea for my particular walls. So I have had four of these paintings sitting in a basket on the floor in my dining room for a while. And the reason why is because I don't want them on my walls, but they are somewhat valuable. Uh, they're quite valuable, actually. And... Uh, they just don't fit in with my collection. So eventually those will go, but you know, you save those for an art show or something like that down the line and that's how that works. But that's that's a whole separate thing. How did I get into the art? I got into the art because uh, I called my brother because he's, as I said, the smartest guy I know. And I said, hey, Robert, uh, the trucking company is making some pretty good money here. Uh, what do I do um, in order to invest money? 
should I do the stock market? Uh, I tried to do houses, um, being a, whatchamacallit, a landlord. I didn't like that much. Uh, it's just not for me. I don't like, you know, being like, Hey, you didn't pay your rent. I, I just, that's not for me. Um, so I tried doing that and then I tried doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And believe me, I'm not complaining here, but you asked the question, man. I, I, uh, so I tried doing a bunch of other stuff and I was like, well, none of that really fits. And I always go to these art galleries and stuff and I'm always in places where there are art. And that's like the one thing that my brother and I have always been able to talk to ever since we were little kids, uh, talk to each other about. So I don't know. I just, it kind of, I just kind of fell into it. Um, but all of it is because I really, I really, really, really don't like the corporate monster. And I mean, it's great for folks that do, and it is very secure. Um, I just, I feel it's, you know, I don't know. It's just not for me. And uh, I feel that a lot of times uh, uh, some art is like that. I feel a lot of times some Star Wars is like that. And these are the things I enjoy. So I want to make a different option. That's that's all I'm doing. Uh, but also, it gives me something to do and places to invest that aren't just the stock market or some faceless monster company that one day you make $10 million, but you know what? Everybody's hair is falling out because there's poison in the water. I, it's, I don't want to ever do that trade-off. You're never going to hurt anybody with art. You're never going to hurt anybody with Star Wars. These are things that are... Uh, what is it? Uh, I know I'm live, so it's, I can't remember the word, but they're, they're things that you don't need to live. They are not necessities of life. They are, uh, things that you use expendable income on. So that's why I feel that they're good investments. And that's why I fell into these things. And the reason why I fell into them brings me back to the trucking company, which has been in business for 16 years, here years now. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Ed, that is my business partner on that. Couldn't have done it without you, brother. Very, very awesome. And, uh, yeah, 2000, shoot, when was it? 2006, 2006, November, 2006. Crazy. Wild. So not that long. <laughs> Uh, next up, Stephen Hopwood. What do you think might be the focus of IC's next subgroup? Well, I don't know which which is the last subgroup you saw. The most recent subgroup is the one that does building. Uh, it does building models. Uh, it uh, does models, outfits, gear like five hundred first type gear or stormtrooper outfits, or if you want to build a helmet, or if you want to customize an outfit or anything like that if you want to build a model uh if you want to build a working model if you want to build a model of a falcon with lights if you want to build a delorean whatever anything like that it's a it's a cool group uh what will be the next group i don't know the way the way i see subgroups work is if there is a hole in the hobby if there is something that nobody else is doing nobody else is covering um then we're all about making a subgroup reach out to one of the admins there's always we're our doors are always open and we are always willing to listen and to think on something and to bring it up to the team. And that's pretty much how most of it, No, every single subgroup has started out of a necessity. What happens is somebody ends up writing and saying, Hey, Mike, I really dig the modern stuff. I like vintage, but I like the modern stuff too. And I really collect it. Do you think we could have a subgroup? Yeah, that's how the IC2 was created. That's how all these subgroups were created. Somebody reaches out and they says, hey, do you think this is a good idea? We passed it around through the admin team and 
sometimes it's a really great idea. Sometimes it's been done before, and there's nothing wrong with that. If there is a solid group that is anti-repro and anti-bullying that already exists, there's no reason to make another. But if there's a group that is super bullying, shoot me a PM. Because <laughs> I don't like that. I do Star Wars for fun. Uh, Jim Woodruff. Planning any meetups before ICCC? Yes, Jim, there will be meetups. I don't know when they will be, where they will be. They usually end up coinciding with some sort of wild find or something I have to do for one of my other businesses. Um, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to be here for this day. Uh, whoever's in the area, come on out. So I don't know, brother. It all depends on what way the wind blows. But you go out there and you find yourself a, a nice wild find that you can't use and you reach out to me i'll come see you tomorrow <laughs> don't forget since i just rolled into that one uh i always pay a finder's fee uh thank you justin for the last lot that i'm still finishing up getting rid of uh the stuff i didn't want to keep but i also got an awesome boba fett for my collection out of it and andrea got a couple layers but uh yeah, I pay a finder's fee. If you find something that's just way out of your range, if it's a hundred grand worth of stuff, you know, give Mike Havens a call. I'll help you out, and uh, we'll get you some good Star Wars stuff, and we'll get you some uh, a finder's fee for just pointing me in the right direction. Next up, Dave Enderley, Ander Enderl. Dave Anderl, I'm sorry, just remember that this is all live. This is the first time I'm reading any of this, so it's not my fault. Uh, Dave Anderl, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? I told you somebody would ask the swallow thing. Somebody always asks the swallow thing. And then I'm supposed to say African or European. Uh, that is from a show called Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's from back in the day. You should check it out. It was kind of funny. Uh, David Leonard. What would Fett order on his slice of pizza? What would Fett order on his slice of pizza? Um, what would Fett order on a slice of pizza? He seems like the kind of guy that would be like, jalapenos, crushed red pest, peppers, Tabasco, barbecue, chicken. That's it. A barbecue chicken fire pizza with Tabasco and hot sauce and stuff like that on it. You got to feel that Boba Fett would just like spice it up. That's what I feel anyway. Uh, Jimmy Chang. How much to get Mark Hamill to appear at ICCC 2019? I'd get VIP in a heartbeat if he hung out for dinner. Well, Jimmy Chang, I sure do appreciate that you would buy a VIP ticket to a convention if I get Mark Hamill to go to dinner with you at that convention. Well, gee, brother, thank you so much. Um, I I'll get right on it. Uh... Mr. Hamill, you can find out what he costs uh, very easily by typing in Luke Skywalker or Mark Hamill appearance fee online. Um, it is a bunch of money. I think he is worth every penny. I do not think that ICCCon is that big yet. You kind of need 100,000 people walking through the door in order to make that kind of appearance uh, fee feasible. Fee feasible. Say that three times fast. But... um. Yeah, Jimmy, I hope you still give us a chance anyway. I mean, the VIP ticket, you can't lose money on it, man. Check it out. Once once we get that VIP thing that I was talking about before, once we get it all up and on the website and everything, check out the VIP ticket and pfft, you can't even just, uh, you'll see. Just, it's, wait till you see. 
It's the best VIP deal in the history of conventions. There, I said it. Uh, Jordan P. Pelter, are you looking forward to the new film? What are your thoughts on it so far, and are you interested in The Mandalore Show? Oh, no, I'm not interested in The Mandalore Show at all. That sounds totally boring. Yeah, dude, of course. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's do, uh, folks, spoilers. Uh, Spoilers, spoilers. It'll only be for, like, ten seconds. Um, maybe like one minute max. So if you want to turn the volume down, turn it down for exactly one minute. I will watch the time here and I will only spoil for the next minute. But in order to watch the time properly, I have to take two more seconds. Here we go. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Hang up the phone for one minute starting now. Um, yes, the Mandalorian looks awesome. That, that, that scene was incredible. The spaceship looks crazy. The guy that's playing the Mandalorian is awesome. The girl is great. I love that Apollo Creed is handing out the credits. Um, a lot of really cool stuff happened in that Mandalorian. I love that John Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni are both working together to create this. They're going to make something really, really special. I am super fired up. Plus, as I've said before on this podcast, I believe Disney is trying to make a move over to live streaming. Uh, that's where it's at nowadays. Everybody's on a computer. I'm on four computers right now. It's just the way we live. So there's more of a move. I believe TVs and stuff like that are going to go obsolete as far as cable boxes and satellite dishes when you could pretty much live stream anything if they could just fix the quality just a bit but every year we go by there's better and better quality so it uh gets better and better and as it gets better and better that allows for things like disney to become an option uh for netflix to become an option Five years ago, six years ago, nobody was thinking Netflix was going to be a viable option. If you clicked on a Netflix thing, it was all glitchy and it would take forever to load. And there were like five movies that nobody ever heard of before. And that's all that was ever on Netflix. But now it's become a very viable option to get rid of the TV and use Netflix. And I think Disney needs to get on that because I think this is where the future of media is going is to uh, live streaming services. So I think they're going to knock it out of the park on Mandalorian. I think they're spending as much money as they can. I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni are a win-win team. So I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, the new movie. <laughs> they got JJ back. I'm psyched. I'm going to watch that. I'm super duper psyched. Look at that. I blabbed for way more than the time. I think it was two minutes I talked. But anyway, I won't do any more spoilers. I am super duper psyched for the movie. Um, for that trailer. Go watch the trailer to the brand new movie. Uh, I won't even say the name. But uh, you should know by now. But it's... I, I'm Yeah, I'm fired up. Totally psyched that J.J. Abrams is back, in the, back at the helm. And uh, I feel safe, secure, and happy about the future of Star Wars. Um, next up, Jordan P. Peltzer, what's your f- least favorite vintage figure? And which modern line do you loathe the most? My least favorite vintage figure, I'd say, is either Anakin or Imperial Dignitary because they have kung fu hands, but they can't kung fu, so they're kind of pointless. They can't even hold any weapon or a staff or anything, so they're kind of garbage. Um, but some people like them, so if they're your thing, that's cool. Um, I'm not trying to pick on your thing. I'm just trying to say those two. If I had to pick the ones I wouldn't really need, those I wouldn't miss. Uh, and which modern line do I loathe the most? Um, you know what? I used to loathe Power of the Force 2, uh, because of, like, Ape Leia and Muscle Man Han and Muscle Man Luke and... 
they were all weird looking. They still are weird looking. It's a weird looking set, but I have to give it a bit of respect. And the reason why I have to give it a bit of respect is because in 1994, nobody cared about Star Wars really anymore. And then all of a sudden, they came out with the Power of the Force sets and the new trilogies. And even if you didn't love them, you saw them at the time. And you probably saw them a bunch. I saw them a bunch. Everybody dug it. I bought every single one of those Power of the Force 2 figures. I probably have more of a nostalgic connection to Power of the Force 2 figures in real life than I do with vintage figures. At least mint on card vintage figures because... Shoot, I never got the chance. I'm a young kid. I'm I'm 38. So I never got the chance to just walk into a, I don't know, Walmart or Target or Kmart and just 8 million vintage Star Wars figures all over the place. I never got that option. So I don't have that kind of connection to those things, but I sure do remember it from Power of the Force too. So even though I really don't like that line, I would say I still kind of like that line. Some of the new ones, uh, the Hasbro ones, I really don't like the ones they make with super-duper itty-bitty feet that can't stand at all. I mean, they were making Leia's. I have a Leia right here, white cape Leia, and she has tiny feet, and she could stand just fine. So, I don't know why they did that. Uh, next up, Andy Houston. Mike, I know you're a Boba Fett guy, so how do you identify a loose droids cartoon Boba Fett from the regular Kenner type? What features and colors set him apart from the others? Thanks. Wow, that's a tough shoot from the hip question andy houston <laughs> how do you identify loose droids cartoon boba fett loose droids cartoon boba fett's there there's no real thing like that you can do the there's a a, a c on the uh coo on the back of his leg where you can see that but i mean me explaining that to you is tough without pictures um also, there were uh, Hong Kong or Taiwan Boba Fetts that were found on the droids card back. They could be brown belt. They could be black belt. There's a lot of different variations of them. There is no easy way to just be like, oh, that one's a droids Boba Fett. Because even the blaster is in different things. Um, once it's off that droids card, it's impossible to say it was only on a droids card. There. That's, that's the best way I can answer that question. Uh, Damien Goodrich, what is the best wild find you've had so far? Well, this recent one, man, it was huge. It's taken me months and I'm still not through it. I've got all this stuff still over here. Um, it was huge. It was a great time. Uh, everybody did very, very well. Uh, so it was wonderful. Uh, that was the best one. And actually, right below you there, Damien, is Justin Morgan, who is actually the guy who gave me the tip on the wild find. He got a little finder's fee there. Um, so, yeah, give me a call if you got a wild find for me out there, anybody. Um, but Justin Morgan says, Hey, brother, have you ever bought something for your collection, particularly a costly item, or one you pursued for a long time, only to quickly regret it or grow tired of it and sell it promptly? Uh, and he also has a question for Andrea, which I will cut and paste. Uh, anything I bought for my collection, particularly a costly... You know what? Uh, I did. I, I, I bought a bunch of bootleg items, uh, vintage bootleg items. Um, I bought bootlegs for about two, three years. I worked really, really hard on bootlegs. And uh, I bought those for a long time, and uh, they were not cheap. Um, but I found out I didn't do enough research and therefore I purchased some things that were not the best deals and then when I decided to get a different one or get rid of one I would find out how much I uh, was overcharged 
and that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth when I found out some folks that did that, and then I kind of like wiggled away from bootlegs. Same kind of thing happened with pre-production pieces. Um, I love pre-production pieces. There's some cool ones. I don't personally have a major, major connection to them because uh, I was never a Kenner employee. <laughs> but uh, I, I try to stay away from them nowadays because uh, something pretty bad happened when I was after a pre-production piece once, and I don't find anything in this world is worth that much hate, anger, thievery, conniving nastiness. Um, so I just say, you know what? It's fine. You guys can have that and I'll walk away from it. And believe me, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying one, one or two major bad taste in my mouth experiences will put me off something forever. For, for example, uh, this is an old example, so I can tell you, but I have this, uh, Boba Fett, Irish three-pack. What an Irish three-pack was, there was overstock, so they would send up the overstock, and they would put it on this yellow card with a just regular cardboard background um, for the back of it, and it has three bubbles, and in those three bubbles are three different figures. Um, this one has two of the guys from the skiff and a Boba Fett, so very exciting, and I always wanted one. And uh, way back in the day, I uh, met this guy, well, never even met him, but I knew him from England. He actually came over and visited once. But uh, he said, oh, mate, you know, I got I got a really good line on this and blah, 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 and here it is. And I was like, all right, man, that's an awful lot of money, but okay, I'll do it. And uh, I sent him the money, and he said he got it. And uh, what ended up happening is I never, ever, ever got that three-pack. So I hated that three-pack. I hated it. When they would come up, I'd be like, blah. I don't care. Way too much. I don't want it. Oh, what a garbage piece. And the thing is, that three-pack never did anything to me. Um, it just, it, I had a really bad taste in my mouth because of the way that transaction happened. Um, same reason why I don't collect anything that's really, well, that's a news story, so I can't tell you that one. But uh, there, there's certain things, and that's the way all of us are as collectors. There's certain things that push us into the ways that we collect and the things that we want to collect and the things that we want to put our time into. Why do I like Boba Fett so much? Because you know what? I know lots of stuff about Boba Fett, so it makes me comfortable when I'm speaking about him. I am comfortable talking about the variants. I also think he's an awesome character, and I've always wanted one, and now I have a whole bunch. That's what makes me happy. Collecting is what makes me happy. Not fighting over stuff or making sure you're the one that gets credit for XYZ. Go do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. As long as you grow the hobby, I support you. I promise. So if you're out there growing the hobby, I completely support you. How's that? But uh, as far as your question, Justin, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, but no, n nothing... Nothing really that I immediately had to get rid of. Um, just something where it eventually got to a point where I just said, no way I'm going to do that and dumped everything. I mean, shoot, those bootlegs, I sold all my bootlegs on eBay in individual auctions starting at a dollar. Some of those bootlegs, like vintage Mexican bootlegs that I paid eight, nine hundred dollars for went for like hundred bucks on eBay. It was a really bad, but that's what I'm... But still, what did I just buy? A couple Carded Uze figures. Why did I buy a couple Carded Uze figures? Because they're really, 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 really cool, and I wanted them. <laughs> so that's the way I collect. If it's really, really, really cool, and I want it, that's what I try to get. Um, and if I can't afford it, then I wait, or I talk myself into liking something else for the time being. 
but that's that's how I collect. I'm very very eclectic. I'm not like folks that have a million sheets of exactly what this is, when it is, what variation it is. Nope. I'm like, well, you know that old HO model train set tower looks pretty cool, and if you covered it in Boba Fett, it would probably look awesome. So that's that's what motivates me, whatever looks cool. And then he has a question for Andrea. Um, we will hold off that question because that is for Andrea. And she will be coming on the show in a little bit here, and we will answer all these questions. That's it for the Ask Mike section. So uh, all from the hip, all straight out of my mouth to your ears. I hope I answered them properly, and I hope I didn't say anything too silly. Now we're on to our next section where we're going to dive into the Jawa. Only a fully trained Jedi Knight with the Force as an ally will conquer Vader and his Emperor. If you end your training now, if you choose the quick and easy path as Vader did, you will become an agent of evil. Well, for Jedi training today, we have Jawas. What about Jawas? Jawas were a sentient species of meter-tall humanoids native to the Outer Rim desert world of Tatooine. What Jawas hid under their heavy robes was subject to much speculation from the colonists who settled Tatooine, with rumors claiming they were giant rodents or devolved humans. Although Jawas were typically small, measuring only one meter, some of them were significantly taller than that. One of the most abnormally gangly Jawas was almost as tall as a 3PO unit, a model of a protocol droid measuring 1.71 meters. Just in case you were wondering, all this wonderful information is from Wikipedia, StarWarsFandom.com. Uh, Jawas were passenger scavengers, combine, co- uh, not combining, combing the deserts of Tatooine for droids or scraps, which they would capture and sell to local residents, forming a codependent circle of trade. However, they had a reputation for swindling, selling hastily refurbished equipment and faulty droids. Thus, moisture farmers were wary of their goods, but they often purchased them due to being hard-pressed to find a better selection in their extremely remote locations. That's really cool. Uh, there's more information on Jawas on StarWars.Fandom.Com.Wiki. Uh, if you're looking for more info on those lovable little Jawas, my uh, my wife loves Jawas. She's into Jawas, and uh, I have some Jawa information. Now, Jawas are tough, so I'm going to do my best, but there's lots of different variations, lots of different ones. Uh, first of all, the cards they came on, they came on Star Wars New Hope cards, they came on Empire Strikes Back, they came on Jedi cards, they came on Lily Letty cards, they came on Harbert cards, they came on Meccano cards and Palatoy cards, and in Kenner baggies, and in other baggies, and they even had a coin, Jawas had a coin. Uh, so they came on Star Wars ESP, Return of the Jedi, Power of the Force, Kenner Baggies, Multipacks, uh, Canadian, Clipper, stuff like that. So they came on pretty much everything. They were one of the very first figures. Uh, their weapons could be blue or black. Uh, you can see them uh, blue or black blasters. Uh, they're blasters. They're a little Jawa blaster. It's a unique blaster. Sometimes they were with the wrong blasters. They were packaged, but very seldom. Uh, the cape variations, they have lots of different cape variations. Uh, it's a rough fabric sometimes. Sometimes it's a hard fabric. Sometimes it's really a spongy, soft fabric. Um, it's all over the place. Uh, they have large hoods, small hoods. Even some Lily Lettys have removable hoods. Uh, the stitching varies from light color brown to 
dark color brown to heavy stitched thread to thin thread. It's all over the place. I, I think it's whatever they had. Um, but there are tons of different stitches. There's light tan, brown, rust, purple, black, and white. Um, tons, tons of different, tons of different ones. Um, tons of different stitches, tons of different eye paints, tons of different eye comparisons, tons of different blasters, really. There's a blue one, green one, transparent, black with a smooth knob. There's ones with knobs. There's one without knobs. There's variants on the figures. Um, if you're ever looking, oh, which one goes with a vinyl cape? Uh, they use the same mold later on, too, so uh, they could go with vinyl cape or cloth cape. But the right-hand hand will have a clubbed thumb. The thumb is shorter on the hand. It's not a full thumb. Uh, it's kind of cut off. And that was just a little issue with the mold that they use for the vinyl cape one. Uh, there's lots of different variations, all different ones. What can I tell you? Lily Letty, uh, they have a stitched hood. They also have a removable hood. Uh, there's lots of repro for all this stuff, folks, so make sure you watch it. Uh, vinyl Cape Jawa is the best way to figure out if it's a Vinyl Cape Jawa. Ask a friend. But uh, the cape is going to be uh, a darker cape than uh, Ben Kenobi. Uh, they also have the Toll Toys Vinyl Cape Jawa, which is even going to be an even darker cape than... Uh, the uh then the other one uh like a red red dark cape then uh then even the uh regular uh united states kenner vinyl cape jawa so the toll toys one is really really dark um there is no vinyl cape uh whatchamacallit lily letty uh and what else about Jawas? That's about it about Jawas. There's tons about Jawas. If you really want to get into Jawa variations, stuff like that, just talk to a friend. Luckily, I have my own Jawa expert. And uh, that's the next part of this, the interview for episode 15 with my lovely wife, Andrea Havens, coming up right now. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Well, that was a bunch of great Jawa info. On to the next section with our special guest star, my lovely wife, Andrea Havens. She's here to talk a little bit about her collection and what it's like being a Star Wars collector and having me for a husband. Well, I know that I know you, but some of our uh, listeners may not. This is my lovely wife, Andrea Havens. She is a collector of... Jawas and Leias and Legos. Cool. <laughs> Well, it's always tough to get to know somebody in a quick interview. So here at IC Star Wars, we do a lightning round to break the ice. Are you ready? I am. Okay. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back if it has to be the original three, but TFA is definitely number one for me. Nice. What's your uh, favorite Star Wars character? Jawa. Absolutely. I love him. <laughs> what do you like about him? More the toy than the character in the movie. I think he's just cute. I like the tiny little guy. <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. He just, I, it's just something about him. I started picking him up off the floor, you know, just one of those things where he ended up collecting in my pocket. <laughs> nice. What's your uh, favorite Star Wars toy line from A New Hope to The Last Jedi? I would have to go with the first 12. Um... I really like the, like I said, the Jawas, the White Cape Leia. The Vinyl Cape Jawa is one of my favorites. One I always wanted, and I'm glad to have one in my collection, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's three. <laughs> it, it may be, yeah. <laughs> All right, Zeb versus Chewbacca. Who wins and why? 
Oh, goodness. That's a hard one. It's a good one, right? It's a really good one. Because you like Zeb. I do like Zeb. Zeb is one of my favorites from um, Rebels. And Chewie, I mean, he's just good. And he's got that gun. I mean, you know, the bowcaster gun. It's just amazing. Um, I'd have to go with Chewie only because he's been around longer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lucasfilm gives you a call tomorrow and they say you get to choose the next spinoff movie. What do you pick? Oh, goodness. Um, next spinoff movie. Man, I should have cheated at the questions ahead of time. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I would love to see a Thrawn movie. Nice. I, you know, we started reading the books. You read them way before I did, but, um, you know, I started reading the books with you a few years ago and. I really like Thrawn. I think he's got an awesome character and would love to see him in a movie. More so than he was just in the little bit of Rebels he was in. I agree completely. Well, cool. Great lightning round. Well, I know you since you're my wife. But uh, to fill in our listeners, Andrea Havens is a vintage Star Wars collection uh, collector, especially Leia's and Jawa's. She also runs an IC subgroup, the First Ladies of the IC, dedicated to female collectors in the hobby. You are also always right there helping me to make things happen. Uh, everything I see involved, I see meetups, the pages, even the con. So I really, really appreciate that. A lot of people don't realize that uh, you're behind me all the way and helping me all the time. So I appreciate that. And uh, so without any further delay, uh, will you answer some essay questions? Absolutely. All right. What is your first Star Wars memory? So my first memory is... When I was younger, I hated the doctors, just like most kids did, but I hated it more than anyone. I threw temper tantrums. I had big, big problems, but the, at my doctor's office, he had, it was like a bunker, and inside this bunker was the A New Hope wallpaper, and I remember Leia and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker just, you know, in their iconic picture papered all over this bunker that I used to go and hide in. They always found me. It had an open back and, you know, the, the window where you would, almost like a turret, you know, it was just great, but you know, it had, you know, it was, it was from ceiling to floor. It was, it was great. I always hid in there. Every time we went there, that's the first place I went to. Well, I've got to ask you, am I a horrible husband? Because I never heard that story. I know, you didn't until just right now. <laughs> Did I, I just that. not ask the right question or something? No, like you absolutely, it just never came up. Actually, um, listening to previous to previous um, episodes is what made me think of it. Brought it, it brought it right back. I'm like, oh my gosh. I actually think it was, um, was it Chris Santons who was the dentist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I just, I was like, oh my gosh, Dr. Smith's office, that's right, that was the wallpaper inside the place I used to hide, where they would have to come and pull me out. I was a horrible child, horrible. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, next, uh, what got you started collecting Jawas and Leia's? What got you into starting to collect those specific things? So the Jawas, I used to help you with your flash sales. We would help, mm -hmm. I would help you ship on Saturday mornings after, you know, because you did your flash sales while I was at work. And I would always do those flash sales. I'd have uh, that's when I was still working on the loose sets. Yes, so I'd have a lot of loose. A lot of loose. Yeah. And um, Jawas tended to be naked and on the floor. And <laughs> I don't know. Just while I was up here helping you, and I I started picking them up. And one day I was emptying my pants pocket to do laundry, and I found like four of them. 
And it was just one of those things where I was just like, yeah, I must really, I, I do, but I, re I really like this guy because, you know, he's the one I always gravitate towards picking them up and hiding them from you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, by my nightside table, I ended up having like a pile of like 21 days. So, um, and Leia, I just, I love Leia. You know, Bespin Leia is my favorite out of all of them. Um, her cape and just all the different variations of that cape and every toy you pick up, not one of them's the same. And that one's my favorite out of um, the Leia toys. But yeah, I just, I go for what I like what appeals to me yeah that's me too for sure yeah. i always just do the stuff that i like because it's uh it's too hard if you do all the lists and stuff we're not really list people, we're not list people but, no. Yeah. no no <laughs> uh what what is uh what's some of your favorite items in your collection or your favorite item in your collection let's just do what's your favorite my favorite as silly as this is would have to be my makano jawa Nice. I, I love it. It's got, it's different, just like the jaw is different. I like the square card. I, I think it's great that it's not a normal card. It's, I don't know. I, I you know, I mean, I know that the figure looks completely the same for it, but that's one of my favorite. Yeah, no, it's an awesome card. The Meccano card is the uh, French card, and it's a square card um, instead of the normal rectangle that we're all used to on the other cards. That's actually really funny that you would choose a Meccano Jawa because a Meccano Jawa is not the most rare thing in the world. No, <laughs> no I, I've, we've, I've had, what, two or three of them. At one point, we ended up giving one away for the charity just because right. it was... Well, you were using it as a stand. For I was layers, using it as a stand. And we just got you a stand from Ian. So. Yeah, um, he's <laughs> going to wrap me out. I totally had it as a a lifter for some of my layers. <laughs> that's, that's a little excessive. To, <laughs> it was. It was an expensive stand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what is your favorite part of being a Star Wars collector? I like hunting for it. I like looking through the pages. I like finding it in a random bin at a flea market or a tag sale or whatever, you know, when we're going out Well, shopping. we were just up at Dinosaur World this past weekend, and we you got to find some stuff. I did. I, I got it. Yes, I got a naked Jawa yep. and an R2-D2. Yep. And a yes. huge bag of Legos. I got a huge bag of Legos. Yeah, tons of minifigs in it. We have to go through that and check out who's in there. There Me was too. some Star Wars. There ones. was Star Wars. Sabine was in there. Darth Vader was in there. There was definitely an Imperial officer, um, half of one anyway. So I'm sure his legs are in there somewhere, and so is his head and helmet. But well, that actually leads into the next question. There, what other types of things do you collect? Star Wars and Legos. Legos. Yes. You have lots of the Star Wars. We Legos. started doing Legos three, four years ago now. Three years mm -hmm. ago, I think. And, uh, yeah, I just, I love Legos. They relax me. They take my mind off of my hectic day. It's when I have a really bad day, there's nothing like coming home and just sitting down and putting a Lego together to take my mind off of it. What's your favorite one that you've made so far? Star Wars Lego. The B-Wing. The B-Wing? Yes. Cool. Yeah, the B-Wing was just really neat. The mechanism cockpit yeah, the, turns yeah. and um, moves with the ship, and I thought that was really neat of Lego to build something like that you know I lots of the ships are just plain and repetitive repetitive which I like don't get me wrong I, I like the repetitive repetitiveness of it that's what calms me and the um, x-wings and the yeah the tie fighters are pretty much duplicate size right so. it's like oh do it all over again do it but again the B -wing just backwards. Is, was definitely 
um, one of my favorites, and it was one of the first ones we built. Mm. So. V-wing yeah. is a real, that's one of my favorite vehicles just because of the way it spins. But you yes, know that. I do know. I've that. got them all over the place anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Hey, celebration. We just got back from celebration. We went up to celebration. What did you think? Did you have fun? I did have fun. What I love walking around, looking at everything, seeing what everyone has for sale. And I just, you know, you always come across something you've never seen before. And I think that's the best part about it. Right. Yep. I, uh, I agree. Well, it brings a bunch of people together, which is really, really wonderful. And we ran into a bunch of nice folks that we've seen a bunch of times. See, the thing is, is with the convention, we have the lucky ability to talk with some of these people on a, a much more one-to-one scale. And uh, we, we get to make friends out of people we never thought we'd be friends with. Um, like true. Mr. Sansweet, who we're Mr. not allowed Sansweet. to call Mr. Sansweet. He yelled uh, at me for calling him Mr. <laughs> Sansweet. He's like, no, it's Steve. And I'm like, yeah, I, I was not raised that way. I can't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> but it's still really neat that he even remembers our name, let alone yes. who we are. And what, you know, it's Gave me a big like hug that. when he saw yeah. me and everything. We even and got a special just... little pin for our... Yeah. That was the first pin we got. Yes, yeah. my very first pin this time. Yeah. And, uh, well, you went up and you were collecting swag. Tell the people they know what swag is because they listened to the last episode, but you had a little bit of swag up there, huh? I did. I was handing out uh, First Ladies of the IC buttons, and I got quite a bit of swag back from people. It was great. I, I like the swag. I think it's very personal. Personable? Yeah. That was hard Both. to say. Yes. And, um... <laughs> It's just, you know, every piece is different. There is no two alike, and I think that's great. I think there's a little bit of every one of us in each of our swags that we made, and I I like that. I love that. I've noticed yeah. that both of our collections are starting to lean a lot towards swag stuff. Like, we yes. just we pulled down an entire wall when we got back from Celebration. Yes, we pulled down an entire wall, and it's it's just the wall leading up the stairs, so it's not a main wall or a main section of the collection or anything like that, but it was a wall just covered in some droid cells and uh, Harrison Ford autograph and some Yankees banners and stuff yes, like that. Yankees banner. And, <laughs> and uh, so we pulled it all down, and we put up corkboard this past weekend, or the weekend before? Two weekends ago, Two yes. weekends ago. And we have the corkboard up there, and we've been hanging the swag on it. So it's starting to really come along. It's starting to really, really look cool. And uh, we've just really gotten into it. We have. It's yeah. it's uh, something that we share, a collecting a collecting thing that we share. We do. I'm it's, Boba's, and she's Jawa's. So I'm Jawa's. We're yeah. totally different in our collecting <laughs> styles. Um, I, I like it. I think that connects us more to the the people aspect of the collecting, which is really wonderful. Like you said before, it's, you know, meeting the people you talk to all day long on Facebook or through Messenger and finally getting a, a face with that name. I'm horrible with names. I tell that to everyone I meet. I, I'm horrible with them and I feel terrible every time. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And they're like, yeah, we already met. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But um, yeah, I just, you know, meeting the people, you know, being able to talk in person is just wonderful. Yeah, I love that part of it. And that's the thing that these big conventions do, is they bring people together, which is really cool. Um, what were some of your favorite memories of Celebration? My favorite memories? Well, I love the Episode 9 panel. Uh, yeah, that you know, was awesome. I'm, I'm a huge TFA fan. Um, the Last Jedi was not my favorite, so I'm really looking forward to seeing The Rise of Skywalker. Can I say that? Yeah, whatever. Okay. I mean, somebody um, will say it's a Sorry. spoiler, but what um, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I'm very excited to go see the next one. I think J.J. is going to knock it out of the park and yeah. and 
you know, it's... I really agree. I, I've never had that connection with a movie before, but when we I was watching the um, TFA that first time, like, I just, you know, you got all those heart, you know, pulling the heart strings the for you, and I'm yeah. just sitting there, like, crying during a Star Wars movie, going, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that either, Sorry. but I'll put a Wookiee roar on you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's the meeting of these people and the panels and the, the pomp and circumstance, for lack of a better word, that makes these things so special, these events so special. I love the yes. Mando panel. That was definitely my favorite Absolutely. part. I just couldn't contain myself. No, um, it was great. That one was great, too. And, and yeah, it's it's the camaraderie, like, at the movie theater, you know, going to see it. And it's just totally, it's a different experience when you yeah. have that. Yeah, it's uh, when you're sitting there with a whole bunch of other fans. Uh, well, we remember when we saw TFA, and I remember one of the biggest things about watching TFA in the movie theater was uh, when she said the piece of junk. And yeah. then uh, they turned around and she said the junk will do, and it ended up and being the Falcon, and the whole the Falcon, place went yeah. nuts. Everyone went nuts. Yeah. It was great. And, you know, when Han and Chewie first came in and he goes, we're home, it was just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was amazing. Yeah, and I think that somebody like JJ will bring that back for the next one. So I'm really excited. I do. For I, it. I hope so. I I'm I'm excited to see it. Um, December's way too far away for me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a certain item you were hunting at celebration, and did you find it? I did actually. Um, as silly as it is, I needed a R2D2. I needed a C3PO. I needed an R5, and I needed a um, gonk, because I wanted to complete my Land of the Jawas. I have this Land of the Jawas set you got me for my birthday, mm -hmm. I think two years ago, and I've had Jawas all over it, but I never had any of the droids with it, and I wanted to make that scene. And um, yeah, thanks to David Deans and um, the Lemku brothers, I was able to pick those up and complete my set. That's so funny that you're making scenes and stuff. It's wonderful. No, I mean, I, I, I think that it's just because you live in proximity of me for so long that you've turned into this weirdo nerd guy like me, but I think you're awesome. Well, I've always kind of been a weirdo nerd, but, you know, I mean... Yeah, but you're making diorama right. scenes of Jawas with certain droids. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so you found it at Celebration. So I, uh, I, I had a blast at Celebration. I thought Celebration was a super fun time. We had the meetups and everything, which were a lot of fun hanging out yes. with all the collectors. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was cool. We ran into uh, a whole bunch of different people on the floor. I mean, Ashley Eckstein we ran into the day we were setting up. She was so nice. We did. She was so nice. Mm -hmm. She stopped to talk to us for for what seemed for like while. forever. Yeah. She you was know, really I mean, cool. she was setting up her booth, and she took time out of her busy schedule to stop and talk with everyone who walked up to with her up up to her and asked to talk to her um i was so nervous and starstruck i guess is the word is mm. i totally forgot to give her a ladies patch and button and she's on it like i was just like oh my gosh i can't believe i did not give her a, a ladies button and sticker i had them in my backpack i was just like oh i can't believe it and then you know she was busy the next few days doing panels and pictures and autographs i never got to run into her again and i feel terrible but unfortunately maybe next time there will always be uh, a there next will be time. A next time yeah, absolutely yeah. we're we're uh, we're always around these things so we'll, yes. we'll run into it yeah. um all right here's a big question why do you not only let your husband do all these groups meet up podcasts and conventions but why do you help <laughs> 
Because people think that I'm a crazy person <laughs> and they think you're an enabler. And uh, I, I always just say I get you a Jawa and that's the reason yes, why I get Yes, I away am with an it. enabler, absolutely. Um, I like to see you happy and playing with Star Wars and doing this and it makes you happy and, you know, that's really it for me. I, I And I love to help. I like to do whatever I can to help because it... As silly as this sounds, it keeps me around you. You know, we are very close. We are, I um, I love you. <laughs> we, we are. We are very close. We have a great time doing things together. We always have. And, um, we can do these things together. We could, yeah. I, yeah. we I were mean, hunting the wild this we weekend. We were hunting and in the wild. And we, we had saw a, a whole bunch of dinosaurs at the dinosaur thing up in Kentucky. What is it, Dinosaur World? If you're dinosaur ever driving in Cave down City, Kentucky. Cave City, Kentucky, go <laughs> stop by Dinosaur World. It's wild. It's right like, on 65. Yeah, there's yeah. like a whole bunch of these static display dinosaurs, but they're life size. They're life size. And they yes, look absolutely. pretty good, and they're all in the woods, and they're. They have the trees and the foliage of Tennessee, so it yeah. looks like they're dinosaurs walking through the jungle. Of, they do. It looks yeah. very neat. Um, if you or your kids are at all invo- uh, into dinosaurs, it's a great thing. Yeah. And it's, it's not right a off huge, the highway. Yeah, it's right off the highway. It's not a huge... Um, it wouldn't take you all day, you know. I mean, yeah. if you were traveling... It's not a huge expense either. No, it wasn't expensive at all. Plus, there's a lot of cover. I bet you it wouldn't be that hot in the summer. I Yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot of... Um, tree cover. Um, but we're yeah, just I mean, lucky. Yeah, just, we we yeah. Uh, we lucked out that we find two people that would like to take their Sunday and go drive an hour and a half to a dinosaur Dinosaurs, world. Dinosaurs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes it wonderful, and that's what makes it work, and uh, that's why I get my bobas because I just I, I buy a boba, I buy a jawa, I buy a boba, <laughs> I buy a jawa. But she's doing pretty good. She I'm got a pretty really good well. Jawa for her uh, anniversary there, so I should yes. get away with a pretty monstrous boba soon, I, I'm thinking. Yes, Is yes, that I did. I, yeah. I got a tri-logo boba for our anniversary. A Jawa. I got a I'm boba. sorry. You said a boba. Um, a tri-logo Jawa for our anniversary. I did all right, though. I got a really nice watch out of it. You did so get a nice watch. I didn't do watch. too bad, so... Yeah. Well, uh, well, no, great. I, I know it's a little bit difficult because it's my wife, so we're just talking like normal people or something, <laughs> and uh, we'll get back on track here. But um, before we go on to the IC Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom and the end part here, um, there were a couple of questions on the uh, the Ask Mike thing, yes. a post I put up, okay. and there were a couple questions for you. So Richard Trosclair said, what was uh, Andrea's favorite TV show growing up? Favorite TV show growing up? I named um, off like all the cartoons. That's where I ended up. So I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was definitely a huge cartoon person. Um, believe it or not, Full House was one of my Full House. Absolutely watched it every week. You know, nice. and, um, a rerun comes on, and I'm flipping through the channels, and nothing else is on. I'll leave it on. You know it. Um, but yeah, I loved Saturday morning cartoons. I did, you know, well into my younger teens I, I would get up and watch those i'm a early person i'd never sleep in yeah neither do i we never do yeah but don't let her lie to you we were watching ducktales at what a month and a, a month half ago. ago yeah yeah, so. yeah. Uh, we still watch cartoons <laughs> cartoons are awesome yes i can't uh, wait to watch star wars resistance we we wait until a bunch of them are out because we tend to watch them all at once yeah because <laughs> we don't like the cliffhangers we're yeah actually... I, i'm not I'm not a cliffhanger. The Game person. of Thrones. We're missing an episode from Game of Thrones. Yes. We have to watch. The only reason why we have to watch that is because you're all out there and you throw up the spoilers on the Facebook, and we got to read the Facebook. Right. There, so, so we've got to watch it quickly instead of 
all at once like we usually do. <laughs> well, well, we have uh, one more question. Dave O'Brien, uh, what do you think of the new Retro Leia? I'm interested in it. I will definitely buy one once they are available. Um, we tried to get one this past May the 4th weekend, and our target was definitely sticklers for the rules. They were like, no, they're not out till the 12th. You can't have them. I'm like, seriously, everyone else has one. I just want one. Right. And the guy was like, no. And we went to two different targets. And they totally had them. They totally had them in the back. They just would not give them out. Um, yeah. But I did see one on display at the Hasbro shop at Celebration. And um, it is different than the vintage. I, My word for it is it's gooier. Like, it's... I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like, it's not as... Defined. Defined. Yeah, yeah. perfect word. It's not as defined as the vintage. It, um, I even think they, they didn't have peg holes. Am I saying that right? I they they might have had peg holes. I don't know. Okay, I, can't, I don't remember. I don't know. Um, something made me want to say that, but I may be totally off. So I remember they me. did look different, though. But they, yeah, they you definitely looked different. You could tell straight away without even tell. flipping them over. Yeah. yeah, and the guns were a little bit different also. Yeah, so there's the even weapons, numbers on the Stormtrooper yeah. ones and the Target. So um, I don't think it'll have a problem. I don't think we'll have a problem deciphering it from the vintage, but um, yeah, I'm, I definitely want to get one as soon as they're available. May twelfth. Um, <laughs> and and we even have Isaac's name from Target. He said, "You come back and see me, and I'll make sure you got one." Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I was very excited about that, but yeah. Um, I actually want them too. I want to just check them out. I want to check them play out. Play with them and yeah. whatever. And you know what I think is cool? What I think is the coolest thing about this retro collection? Believe me, like when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh no, repro, blah 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 blah." But uh, what I think is the coolest thing about this retro collection is we can finally go back to the days where we could really, really play with these things. Yes. I mean, if a stormtrooper ticks off Darth Vader, Darth Vader can strap him to the bottle rocket and shoot him off Take into him space, off. Yep. which is nice. So I'm very excited for that. So uh, I'm sure a lot of the vintage collection will be featured in some pretty neat videos of explosions and whatnot. But, yes. Uh, that yes. Uh, it'll be fun to do. So. Plus, if we're ever, you know, like I was telling them before, I had that Lando that came up in the bin from my mom. That yeah. Had the, it was in the wax. Yes. And uh, I was like, you know, you can't do that anymore because these things are worth so much money. But right. You can with the retro collection. You can, absolutely. Bottle yeah. rockets, go swimming, yeah. in the bathtub. I think they'll have a little bit more playability. Like, people will be less hesitant to give them to their kids, which the people who give vintage to their kids, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, let them play with them. They're toys. Y you know, I... I agree. I, if, if we had kids, I would let them play with them. But, yeah. you know, and when the kids come over, we absolutely give them a few things yeah. um, to play with. And the kids love coming up and seeing the Star Wars room and looking at all the neat things that are in there and the Legos and they um, love the Legos. They love the Legos. Love Legos. Like I, <laughs> I took down the sand crawler for my nephew one time when he came over and Mike's like, I can't believe you're doing that. I'm like, it's a Lego. You know, I could just put it back together yeah. if he destroys it, whatever. Yeah. I'll have fun doing it. It's no big deal. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it'll have more playability since people will lean towards that. They're cheaper. They're, yeah, they're you know, accessible it, and It's they're not cheap. a $100 Leia or whatever she's right. going for right now. You know, I, I mean. Know. Is it still 100 bucks? I have no I idea. Know. I'm sorry. Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, am I going to army build her? No, you know, but I, I want to get one or two and check her out, see what she looks like. Yeah. So. Well, I hope they keep on with the set because it's kind of neat, and I do yeah. like the playability, and I think it's cool that, you know, 
the future generations get to try out these toys because they're fun and five yeah. POA is plenty for it most is. people. I mean, once you get into Black Series and stuff, you got some things that are just hard to stand. I do. There, yeah, I have quite a bit of modern. Um, when I first started collecting, you know, obviously Jawas and Zeb. Zeb was one of my first twelve-inch guys that I got. He was great. He was a gift. Um, but yeah. You know, I went out and I went to Target and Walmart and hunted for some of the ones that I liked. You know, the Sabines, the Sokas, the um, just different ones. Some of my favorite characters. And, um, you know, the Seven Sisters, she never stood. She always was propped up against somebody who was propped up against something who was propped up against the little wall. teeny it, tiny yeah. feet. Yeah. And, and not only that, but they have that, you know, the articulation at their ankles, which is just stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, uh, it's just... It's just crazy. It makes them, hard it makes to stand. them harder to stand. Yeah. And, um, you know, we tried the stands, but the stands didn't fit the seventh sister. I don't think we ever found one that I think it's because she had like a weird heel or something. She does have right? a weird Where heel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I, most of that modern stuff is now in a box in our bedroom, which someday I'll have to do something with. But it yeah, has, right. Tends it's to up stay on there. the top of that shelf with all those pops because I whenever I take sister. pictures and I'm no. like, oh. The rebels are, but the seventh sister never made it into that box because right. the box fits the first twelve, which I put like one in between each of the first twelve, and she definitely didn't make the cut because right. there's not enough room. Um, and she didn't stand, and because I, I couldn't put her on a stand. And it so. would just be a hassle. She, yeah, she would just knock everything over every yeah. time. It's like chops in the box, but he doesn't have a peg hole, so he's kind of just don't touch the box so he doesn't move. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Um, well, we are at the end of the uh, interview section, but there is a special little part here at the end of the interview that I ask every guest that appears on IC Star Wars. It is your personal IC Star Wars pearl of wisdom. Since IC Star Wars is focused on vintage Star Wars items, our guests, like you, will be some of the most knowledgeable collectors around. I have asked every single guest to give one collecting tip. It can be anything, from what to look for in the wild to all the... These are all the known variations of Leia. Something I've learned from personal experience in this hobby is that every collector knows solid info about something, but no collector knows everything. And if we all keep learning from each other, the community will grow. And that is exactly what it is to be IC. So what is the Andrea Haven's IC Star Wars Pearl of Wisdom? Oh, goodness. I definitely do not know everything about every variation of Leia. Every time I pick one up, I find a different something about her. <laughs> um, my Pearl of Wisdom would be collect what you like. It's it makes it fun, you know. I mean, there's the people out there who collect one of all 96 figures, and if that's what they like, wonderful. But you know, if you don't, don't. Like I, I, I would never have a full collection of all the figures. Um, it's just not me, you know. Collect what you like and make friends along the way, because that's wonderful, especially for people our age. Um, <laughs> you know, it's harder and harder to find friends you know people grow up people grow out of their friends they had in high school and college and all of that stuff some people um and i think it's wonderful i think it's wonderful that on a random tuesday you can make a new friend and it just you know makes me happy that's wonderful perfect well that was wonderful anything you would like to plug i know you have something you would like to plug absolutely the ladies page <laughs> uh, if you are a lady wanting to um to 
join a Star Wars group, we have a page just for ladies. So no men are allowed. Sorry, guys. Every time you ask, I have to deny you. Um, <laughs> but yes, if you'd like to join, it's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash first ladies of the IC. But it's just a place for uh, lady collectors to collect without having to deal with any guys at all. Um, you guys collect on the IC as well? We do. Uh, so, yeah, yes. girls are um, always welcome on the IC. Absolutely. Uh, most of our collectors or most of our members are on the IC as well. Some of them are just on there for every once in a while. They need to find a gift for their husband. And um, they come on and they'll message me or something or one of the you know put up a post and go hey if anyone sees this for my husband let me know i'm trying to find it um so you can be part of the main page you don't need to be you know it's we post up about costumes and star wars leggings or new sneakers you know and and you don't find much of that on the ic or <laughs> ic2 but um at, there's you know people sharing their collections there's us talking about um, the new figures we got, just posting up pictures. So it, it's a little bit of everything. Modern, vintage, Legos, everything Star Wars. <laughs> Perfect. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the 15th episode of I See Star Wars. And thank you so much for meeting my wonderful, understanding wife that lets me play Star Wars and do silly things like this. And not only lets me, but plays with me. And I appreciate it. I love it. to. It's wonderful. And I Have love fun you. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I wanted to tell you, make sure you check out the Imperial Commissary at www.imperialcommissary.com. Check out the convention Instagram at ICCCon. Check out the con Twitter at ICCCNashville. And uh, the convention website is www.icnashville.com. The con Facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash ICCC2. 2019 and uh, the convention facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ic collectors convention if you are a lady listener out there be sure to join first ladies of the ic www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash first ladies of the ic thank you very much for listening thank you very much for being part of the ic i will see you in september if not i'll see you anytime you want just tell me if you got a layer or a jawa or a boba for us and we'll come on over have a great day have a great night have a great week thank you very much for being part of the ic and thank you for listening to another wonderful episode of ic star wars